episode 249, Start by Sighing. This is the Ericast for the week of December 14, 2014. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. Well, welcome back to the Ericast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, listener feedback line. Um, thanks to Gerald the Theologian for uh, calling in. Um, it's kind of nice about the Aircast community, which we'll talk about in a moment, where you say, boy, I wish I had a theologian to weigh in on the concept of church buildings and communities and stuff, and and then theologian weighs in. So welcome back, Gerald. Glad uh, glad you're back to listening to the podcast. Um, I was joking with him when I ran into him in person, because occasionally I do actually meet my, my listeners face-to-face, um, that I have taken to referring to the Aircast as the weekly podcast that comes out about once a month. Um, we're sort of on that same trend. I think I'm going to do better, because got got a Christmas break coming up, so we'll see. And yes, I'm going to call it Christmas. That's something I may or may not get into in this episode. Uh, anyway, the uh, Aircast, if this is your first time here, is uh, what we call a personal podcast, because you either know me, Eric Larson. 206-339-3742. And um, you want to hear what's on my mind. Thanks thanks for coming by. Or you're here for a particular topic. Um, we've covered a whole variety of them in the past few weeks. And, um, and you're thinking, oh, great, I found a podcast on, insert topic here. Well, you found a guy who occasionally talks about that thing that you found. Um, so stick around. We'll see what, what comes each, each week. So... As you've noticed, I have not been good about podcasting lately, and I've been reflecting on that because I feel bad, because I love you, the listener. Um, I really enjoy doing a podcast. I, I feel better when I have one done, and I want to provide to you so you could have something to listen to. So why why do I not? And I realized that of late, when a the thought of podcasting comes in to my mind, or comes up in conversation, it starts with a sigh. And that's just kind of how the fall has has been. Now, this is not a depressed or depressing Aircast episode. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're doing a podcast. Uh, Legos are great. You know, whatever. It's all fine. Um, I found my pants for those of you that follow both my Twitter feed and the Lego world, um, that makes complete and total sense. And if not, be sure to follow twitter.com slash EM Larson. Um, I am EM Larson pretty much everywhere. So you can, you can figure that out. But see, it's the sighing. It's the wincing. It's the, it's the, the hemming and hawing. There's just been so much lately where you, you just, you, the only thing you can do is sigh and shake your head, and then you just kind of just kind of give up, and that's where I'm at. Um, the it started with in my in my world in my little microcosm of a world um, with the Ferguson verdict coming down, um, and just like people talk about. Okay, here's an example. Right, this is the kind of thing that roused me up. People talk about, in the context of Ferguson that came up lately, the Rodney King trial and um, a jury of your peers. Huh? It was an all-white jury, so what about this whole jury of your peers thing? Pfft, society, boy, how how awful is it? 
Well, the L.A. riots that happened after the verdict that came down in what's known as the Rodney King trial was not a trial of Rodney King. It was a trial of the police officers who beat Rodney King. The police officers were white. The jury was white. Now, you can say anything you want about whether that's good or bad or not. or That's a great conversation to have. I would love to have it called 206-339-3742. But if, and you're not going to do this because you're smarter than the average talk radio caller, but if you're going to freak out and say, wow, what a horrible, evil, racist country we live in because the jurors were white in the Rodney King trial where the cops got off. Well, don't frame that in the context of jury of your peers because if the police were white and the jurors were white and you're going to make a racial issue out of that, then that would kind of make sense because, you know, they're white because it wasn't Rodney King who was on trial. Now, facts are kind of pesky, annoying, stubborn things. So, you know, it's it's that sort of thing. Okay, so... That's just a happy, simple, moderately innocuous example because it's 20 years in the past of the, the dumb, straight out, non-factual stuff that's happening all over. <laughs> and in my, my first, yeah, you're, this is a frustrated Eric You don't get to hear this side of me very often. Um, <sighs> See, it's a sigh. There's all sorts of good conversation to be had about police and race relations in this country, but we need to frame it around basic factual things. So, I'm not even going to get into examples, but there is so much stuff of like, wow, you know, if that actually happened, that would have been really bad, but everybody agrees including, you know, coronary reports and whatever, that that particular thing didn't happen. So we can talk about all the other bad stuff that happened, but let's not let's not camp on that particularly bad thing. Okay, so you pair that with um, the world of Facebook where nobody knows how to use Google anymore and verify really simple, basic fact-check stuff. I mean, I really don't think that... Barack Obama is a space alien that met with Bill Clinton to figure out world domination as reported in the Weekly World News or whatever. I mean, that's not an actual example, but it might as well be because that's the caliber of junk that people say, well, my friend posted it on their wall, so I'm just going to hit share and say, this is terrible. It would be terrible if it were true, but it's not true, so don't repeat it. Okay. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. So, um, I think this might turn into next week's podcast episode. We'll see how it goes. Um, Rob Ketterling, who is a, I was trying to describe him today as someone at work. Uh, he is, um, kind of like a local mega pastor. Um, he's got a, uh, a multi-site church called River Valley here in the Twin Cities Metro. And, um, Within Assemblies of God circles, which is a uh, sort of a Pentecostal Protestant denomination, uh, though they they do not lead with the fact that they are Assemblies of God. They're they're sort of treated like a, a non-denominational evangelical church, but that's technically their th- those are their roots. Um, sort of a big deal. Um, 
the great, you know, great guy wrote a book. He's, he's fine. I like him fine. Um, had a heart attack on Monday. I think it was, uh, last Monday, last week's, last week sometime. Maybe it was, I don't know. Time, time flies. Time, time blurs. Um, Thursday, someday last week. Doesn't matter. You don't care. I don't care. Had a heart attack. Tweeted the fact that he was having a heart attack. That's kind of how Rob rolls. Um, on his way to the hospital. And it turns out he had like three arteries blocked. They put in stents, you know, et cetera. Well, then you get, I'm really saying, I'm getting way too deep into this because if I turn into another episode, it's going to get kind of redundant. But you get a bunch of people tweeting on Twitter. Hey, t- tweeting on Twitter. <sighs> tweeting on Twitter or putting, praying on Twitter. Tweeting prayers on Twitter. I'll use my words eventually. Uh, hey, we're praying for you, you know, or you know, Rob. Because, you know, what do you expect in a Christian community? That's kind of what you do. Then you get the occasional people with a little hashtag atheist um, tweeting out, well, gee, I hope he didn't use medical professionals or any sort of science because that would show that he's not relying on his faith and he's actually an atheist. So, what I take solace in throughout all of this, this is going to be another week of quoting from a podcast. This time I'm not rolling a whole podcast in. I'm going to quote from Randy Cantrell, uh, who has uh, rebranded his podcast and, and things in a variety of ways. He's down in Texas, uh, has a podcast called Leaning Toward Wisdom. Um, so, episode uh, 4043, 4043, um, I actually took great comfort when I heard Randy Cantrell say this. Dr. Henry Cloud, he made a Facebook post recently, and it had an interesting first paragraph. It's a lengthy post, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes as well. Writes Dr. Cloud, the time when you get to hopelessness can be one of the best moments for your future. Let me repeat this. The time when you get to hopelessness can be one of the best moments for your future. To give up hope that something is going to change when it's not going to gets you unstuck immediately and brings energy. It brings life to the sickness of hope deferred. And I understand his point, don't you? I mean, there's power in getting to a point when your back is up against the wall and you have to surrender to all the stuff that wasn't working. Then you can move forward. Well, assuming that you can see things getting better by trying something else. If it's supposed to be good and it's not, then we're forced to consider that we may be doing it all wrong. All right, Randy Cantrell, um, Leading Toward Wisdom, episode 4043, and I will put a link to that in my show notes. So, ericast.com, um, episode 249, you'll, you'll see it there. So, let me read to you um, the f- the opening couple paragraphs of the, of the quote from um, Henry Cloud that, that Randy Cantrell is quoting there. Um, so, Henry Cloud writes... The time when you get to hopeless 
if I edited this podcast, I would edit that out. The problem is that with podcasts where they edit things and they usually leave something like that in and they, they miss it and that seems more awkward. So I'm just going to admit that I can't read and we'll try again. Henry Cloud writes, the time when you get to hopelessness can be one of the best moments for your future to give up hope that something is going to change when it is not going to gets you unstuck immediately and brings energy. It brings life to the sickness of hope deferred. But how do you know if entering into that process of change with someone is even worth it? How do you know that it is going to help? Haven't you wondered that sometimes? Are they ever going to change? Are they ever going to get better? Should I really keep working with them thinking that they're going to improve? Are my efforts to get them to change going to help anything at all? Or, on the personal side of life, how do you know when to invest the effort with someone to work on making things better and when you should tell them that you're done talking about it? With whom do you try and with whom do you say, I'm done talking? That is a question that, if properly answered, can save much time and heartache. And it is the question... How to diagnose a person to know whether working on the issue is likely to help or not. So I'm back to sighing <laughs> because um, that's great and that's enough of a question right there. And we could just stop. And say, thanks for listening to the Aircast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742. But, I'm going to add one additional layer to that. So, you ask yourself that question. And you wonder, do I engage or not? Do I get frustrated or not? Etc. Okay. That assumes that you are fully or at least adequately, in control of your circumstances. Um, that you are an active agent, which you are, who has power to step in or out of a situation. Now, in some ways, you could argue that you always have power to step in or out of a situation. And I'll grant you that. But I would argue there are Moral and pragmatic concerns or constraints that may keep you stuck in a hopeless situation. And this conversation here, I mean, we're taking um, Henry Cloud out of context and Randy Cantrell really out of context, but there's sort of this, this implication of well, you, you know, do you, is something hopeless? Do you define it as hopeless or not? And if it is, then move on or get out or get away or step back or something. And sometimes you can. But I would submit that sometimes you can't. And what do you do in those circumstances? We come back to the old uh, thing that I picked up from uh, from Larry Gates. Um and I forget who he's he's quoting. Um, I've got it somewhere in previous Ericast notes. Uh, Pursue goals, pray for desires, never confuse the two. So the the theologically grounded answer is 
when you're stuck in something hopeless is you pray. Like, okay, well, I guess, I guess that is the answer. I guess I should just stop there, I guess. They're, they're, so pray it through. The end. Because that is something active. That is something that you're doing. Um, and if our spirituality and, and theology is real, it actually does matter. It does make a difference. But I'm going to be overly honest and admit that sometimes it just doesn't feel very active or satisfying. You know? You still feel kind of stuck. And I can't... If I complain about feeling stuck, I'm as bad as the people that I was complaining about early in the episode when we talk about, you know, oh, there's so much oppression in the United States. Well, okay, maybe, but on like a global scale, if you want to talk to some folks in some other countries where some true oppression is going on, oh, I'm really hard-pressed to say that this is a country full of oppression. I'm sorry if that offends you, but really, probably not. Okay, well, by the same token, you know, if I'm going to whine and wring my hands and say, gee, look at these hopeless situations that I'm in. Well, really? You know, are they, um, even, if, even if we grant for the sake of argument that they are hopeless, they're probably not that bad. Yeah, and that's true. Um, but I look, as I say, I look, uh, my life is pretty good. So this is not the, the um, you know, woe is me, um, I'm sighing because I'm depressed episode. Um, but I just look at, at you know, friends, colleagues, etc. And, and it's, it's just, you know, Sure, you can you can step back and just you know take yourself out of anything as long as it doesn't involve um, family or gainful employment or medical issues. Other than that, you're good. Sure, it's like wait a minute, <laughs> that's, that's that's kind of everything in life. Um, so yeah, folks who who um, I mean, I guess the easy answer, if you have really bad marriage problems, is well, it's hopeless. Go get divorced. But really, is that the? I, mean, the, I get some people do that, and you know, no offense to you if that's the path you've taken. But if that's the path you've taken, you would be the first to acknowledge that is not a. a that's not a pleasant path. This is not a good option. Um, you know, if you have a really bad boss or a really bad boss's boss or a really bad colleague, I mean, sure, you can go take another job. Well. Yeah, you can, but it's not that easy. Maybe it is. If it is, a great. But what if it's not? Um, you know, and as we all know, with you know the health issues, you can't just wave a magic wand and say, "Well, hey, we'll fix that heart problem. Ah, we'll just get rid of that cancer." Moving on. Mm, wrong. So, yeah, I there's a there's a there's there's a comfort in just, you know, check it off the list, declare it hopeless, say, you know, I am, I am no longer going to suffer from the sickness of hope deferred. Um, I am, I am resigning myself or accommodating my fate and saying, yep, this is not going to, this is not going to go the way I hoped. Well, I guess in some ways, I mean, you don't kind of have that low-grade stress, you know, churning on you, you know, trying to fight against something that's not going to change. But it still doesn't sound very cheerful. <laughs> so I don't quite know what the answer is. And you could take it to be as as simple as, you know, the, the challenge you're having right now in your marriage. Or we could, you know, take it to, you know, race relations in, in this country or, you know, worldwide 
persecution of people in some sort of minority or disadvantaged population or stupid people on Facebook that don't understand how to Google. Okay, by declaring it hopeless, does that make anything better? I don't know. This did turn into a depressing episode, but it's not, really, it's not. I'm just, I'm just thinking it through. You know how the Aircast goes. I think these things through. So um, let me know what you think. 206-339-ERIC, E-R-I-C. Easy to remember. Give a quick call. Um, Tis the season to be hopeless. Follow la la la. I, I don't know. Um, but, but think, think along with me and, um, and, and, Tell me whether I'm on a, a logical track or not. I just I need a uh, I need a gut check on my my thinking as I'm processing this through. So um, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, you know where to find me. You know Aircast.com, the place for all the other uh, links and information and stuff. Thank you for listening. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Aircast from Aircast.com. Visit us at www.aircast.com.